We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jones back to pass. Looking down the middle of the field. Post pattern to Henry. Intercepted by Matt Milano. Coming out to the 5, to the 10. Has blockers in front. Out to the 30. And tackled at the 40-yard line. It's another red zone takeaway for Buffalo. Sports Radio, WEEI, Christian Arkin, Megan Adelini. It's Arkin and Mego here on the final Patriots Monday. I was going to say of 2023, even though it just started, but that's technically true. It is, uh, it is the last one of uh, this season. It was sad. It was like sad at the end of uh, Red. Do you watch Red Zone? You got Red Zone at the... No, uh, I don't watch Red Zone. It's too bad. Red Zone's great. I watch Red Zone. But Red Christian. Zone at the end of the season, like that last touchdown montage. And it doesn't hit you until uh, you're living it. You're like, oh, man, I don't, I'm not going to get seven hours of commercial-free football going forward. I know. Like, yeah, it's the playoffs. They were emotional, too, because uh, the DirecTV guys, that's it for them. Right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they're done, yeah. too. Yeah. A wild Very sad. Imagine losing that job where you just sit there and you just go from game to game. And that's your whole job, and you only have to work one day a year. Oh, my God. That would have been the best job. I'd be sad if I'm I lost sure that job, I'm sure there's more too. behind the scenes. I'm sure there is. You make isn't. it sound like they just show up. He just sits oh, there with a go. clicker like, there you go. <laughs> That's it. That's all he has to do. Uh, so I, <laughs> I took us off the rails because Andy's eating habits are so bizarre. That was uh, worthy of a, of a detour. Can we go back to, I wanted to pick out one thing from the Bill Belichick sound this morning about Mac when he was asked if he's going to be the starter going forward, which... We already know that Bill is just not going to say that at this point, even if he's a starter week in and week out. He's just not going to say it. Uh, there was this little, let's hear it again, because I want to pick out this little piece to you. With Mac Jones, um, health permitting, is is he a player that you envision being your starting quarterback next season, or is this a position, position you need to reevaluate this offseason? Well, I think there's, uh, you know, Mac has the ability to, um, you know, to play quarterback in this league, and you know, we have to all work together to try to, you know, find the best um, and most, you know, best way to as a as a football team, um, which obviously the quarterback's an important position to be more productive than we were this year, and so that's incumbent upon all of us. And we'll all work together on that, and and again, look for better results. So tell me if I'm reading too too much into this. Can't imagine that. On sports radio. I'm sure you're not. He said, uh, we have to all work together. Because we're, we're, we're all focused on the point of, oh, yeah, he can play somewhere in right. this league. It takes a sure. village to raise Mac Jones. But he yeah. said, we have to all work together to mm-hmm. try to find the best way, yada, yada, as a football team to be more productive. I wondered if that was a little bit of a shot at Mac. A little bit of a veiled shot. As in, in that he's not participating? And you were not on, it looked like... At times, you were not on board with the program that we put in front of you or that we put you in, be it the system change and you turning into a Y guy, mm-hmm. maybe before some of the other offensive players turned into Y guys, seemed like maybe just essentially him and Kendrick Bourne at training camp questioning 
such a drastic change from one system to another with a new offensive coordinator, like brand new, never called a play before. And then I I think it's fair to say that there were some differing opinions, even if they're as small as the quick game effing sucks. And so I wonder if him, if it was a little bit of, I wouldn't say an ultimatum or anything, but a little bit of a message to say, yeah, Max got the skills and he's got the brains. He's got the the makeup to be a starting quarterback anywhere in this league, including here. But in order to do that, he's got to be cooperative. And I have, I've, if you've listened to me, I haven't found any fault at Mac in MFing the sidelines or no. sometimes being rebellious or whatever. You if defend that's the him case, as much as because does. because I think it's in the circumstances he's in, mm-hmm. it makes sense. I think most smart quarterbacks would comport themselves the same way, even if they're just in their second year in the league. And so I just wonder if that's Bill saying, whoever comes in here as the offensive coordinator, for him to have a future, we all we all got to be on board together, even if you disagree. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. I didn't really think of that, um, but you're right. I think that there could very well be a message to Mac Jones there, which is you can play in the league. We know that you're an NFL quarterback, but – we're not sure that this is working out. You know, we're not sure you that this is working alone. out here. Yeah, you can't do it all by yourself. And think about it. I mean, there was a couple of times this year that we know of, and how many times that we don't know of, where Mac said, no, I'm calling this play instead. I'm throwing to Jacoby Myers. I don't care what you called in here. I'm I'm taking charge of this. I wonder how many times that happened yesterday, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm sure more than once. And uh, maybe Bill feels like, well, you know, Mac's trying to assert himself more and that's good in some ways, but really we still got to run the same offense. We're all still a team here, and, you know, you can't just go rogue. That's one thing Bill hates. He hates it when guys freelance. He hates it when they go off script, even if it means, you know, an interception here and there for Brandon Merriweather or, you know, a sack for Jamie Collins. Like, those guys, guys like that don't stick around. You have to do it Bill's way. And that could very well be what he was saying right there. I think it's a very good observation. I, I was so hung up on the whole, you know, he's got the talent to play in the league thing that I kind of, well, yeah. bla- my eyes rolled back for like the rest of the answer but yeah that's uh i I didn't even think of that can we hear from mac post game because uh i I don't know who had this question but they were essentially asking uh if he felt good about his progress you dealt with so much this year satisfied after the injury satisfied with the progress you made this year no um obviously you know you look at each year of your football life and you want to get better as a player And I did. I learned a lot. And I think a lot of guys on our team learned a lot. Um, but it was not the progress that any of us wanted to make. So it starts with me. And, um, you know, not to talk about last year or anything, but it's the same story here. So I just wonder there, is it, it sounds to me like if I'm going to translate this, like Mac is essentially saying I learned a lot, but I didn't get better. Right. <laughs> you know, more like through this process, I learned a lot about myself. And I learned about what works and what doesn't, but I don't. It it sounds to me like he he feels like that's a little bit of a lost year. I think so him. too, and I'm sure what he's learned is how to run an offense with a coach who doesn't know how to run an offense. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you can learn things in a bad situation and come away with it being like, man, I really learned a lot from that. But it doesn't mean it was enjoyable. It doesn't mean it was a good experience, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it helped you all that much. It just means that you learned a lot about, you know, how bad things can be in in other places. Like, I'm sure that that's something that Patriots who played here and then became free agents and went elsewhere, you know, they take for granted how professional everything is in New England. And look, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. I don't think the Patriots are a bad, bad team, and he's not a bad, bad quarterback. 
but it's it's hard not to it's hard to argue with the results. It's hard to argue with sort of the way this all went. And I think that from both sides, from both Bill Belichick and the coaching staff side and from Mac Jones' side, there may not be a big desire to run this back again. Mac Jones may be like, F this. I don't I don't need this. Look what you're doing to me. This is my career. And Bill Belichick may be saying, I only have two or three years left coaching here before I ride off into the sunset. I'm not going to win a championship with this kid. I'm not. We're not anywhere near a Super Bowl. Maybe he wants to move on. I don't think that's out of the question. I really don't. I don't think that the whole thing's out of the question. What would you see them trading him? I don't know what you get for him. That's what I'm saying. I could see I mean, them signing somebody else. And he's the backup, and then you know they release him. Maybe I don't, I don't know. mean I just... to put you on the spot here, but like who? Who could they sign? I don't know. I'm not sure who the uh, free agent quarterbacks are this year. Um, I don't think they're signing Brady, <laughs> um, Derek Carr. Right? There's the whole Derek Carr thing. There's there's names out there, and some of them I don't think are much. I don't worse think than Derek Mac Carr Jones. is a step up from Mac Jones. The sensation of feeling a no. hundred yes. different hands yes. on my body. Oh my god! In. If you, uh, I'm sorry. I was Aaron thinking, Rodgers. I was thinking about Lou yesterday. <laughs> Lou, couple couple months ago, was all about Aaron Rodgers, and I was like, man, that guy looks like he is about to celebrate his 40th birthday in a way that we forgot <laughs> about watching Tom Brady. That's right? Like he he doesn't even look like he wants to be on the field. That's what Ayahuasca did for me. Jimmy, Jimmy you think Jimmy is a step up from Mac at this point? Like, this is what I'm Jimmy saying. Jimmy was having a great year before he got hurt. I don't think that there's a lot of guys out there who would be a drastic step up. Does Bill unless, think he's a step I up? I mean, I like, and I know, I just want to say don't call in about Lamar Jackson. Because, like, again, like. He it, would be a step up for Mac Jones, though, I think. Lamar Jackson is, like, so, he's almost like an outlier in the conversation. I don't right. even know. As Bill as Bill told us, he's interesting. Uh, but it doesn't really matter Again, if you're not putting gas in the in the car, like if you don't have, or if you're you don't have the directions or something, you know, like I don't know, you can you take this metaphor any which way. If you bring in Lamar if, Jackson and then have Matt Patricia calling the offense, like, this that is would what be, I'm oh, saying. Oh, you think he struggled this year? <laughs> Wait, he can run too. <laughs> Hold I, on, I gotta make I more notes. <laughs> if anything, I, I guess I had to push back on you, Arkan, because I feel like if anything, there's still enough meat on the bone for these guys to both look at each other and say. There's there's good stuff here, and we just got to get Matt Patricia out of the room. You know, you think like, Mac Jones feels that way. I think so. He thinks that I there's do. like good stuff. I feel good about I the Bill like, Belichick. I feel like especially if they take you know two weeks after the season, or and then sit down together and talk about this when they're a little bit further away from the emotions, mm. and maybe even you know I think the emotions were at their highest a few weeks ago. Seem like it. Yeah. And maybe behind the scenes, it probably hasn't been super rosy. But look, I mean, it, it, Bill, this is not the first time that Bill has butted heads with a player and then been able to resolve it. Sure. And also the crafts like uh, Mac a lot, too. The crafts like, I'm sorry. But, but like they've, Bob, said, they've said they have. I know. But Bob Kraft also said he liked Billy Zappi. Like, he likes every young quarterback. Sure. He's like, oh, great. What's not to like about this Billy Zappi, by the way? <laughs> Again, oh, good. I, well, that's nice. You know, like I can't you stop it. I think it's it's nice, but I wouldn't really take that into account. I think like any young quarterback that you bring in here, if he wins a handful of games, he's Robert Kraft's gonna be like, great. You know. So you think that there's enough positive feelings between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones I don't think that they gonna, could iron it out in the off season? Because yeah. this past off season, whatever they had, they got completely chucked out the window. If I'm Mac, I'm terrified of what this off season might be. Because the only off season I've had so far, they uh, the, my guy left, and they brought in these guys who had no idea what to do. So I mean, 
you know, there's there's ways they can go. There's coaches they can bring in, and I think that Bill O'Brien is just such an obvious answer that it's almost too obvious, right? He's a Bill guy. You don't have to go a whole different direction. Everybody knows him. He knows Mac. They have a thing from Alabama. Like it's almost too perfect, you know, to that that I feel like it may not happen. But if it does. I think that's sort of the way that what you just sort of suggested can go forward. Because right now, I do think there's a bit of a wall there. I don't think it's I don't think it's great that relationship. I know we we teased some departing players and are possibly departing yes. players, and we'll get to that. But that is an interesting conversation. Can we touch on the offensive coordinator uh, sweepstakes right now? Because Absolutely. There's definitely some stuff that broke today, and some very high-minded individuals who we talk to on this show from the national level who are throwing uh, speculation out there for the Patriots. All right, 617-779-7937 is your phone number. We see the calls lining up. We'll get to them as well right after Ryan Garvin tells you what's trending. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Cliff Kingsbury here. Cardinals fans can't tell you how excited I am uh, to be your head coach. Uh, Looking forward to taking the field at State Farm Stadium in front of the Red Sea. It's time to rise up. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is your phone number. It's Christian Arcan, Megan Adelini, Arcan, and Mego here with you. Uh, the post mortem of the New England Patriots. Post mortem for several teams who have been eliminated for a while now and are now uh, firing their coaches. As uh, that's something that is want to happen the Monday after uh, the end of the regular season. We've seen it now with Cliff Kling. There you I knew, go. You I knew, got I, it. I, knew you got I was going to do that. You Cliff got Kingsbury it, here. Cliff Kingsbury there. Uh, not there anymore. He's out. Um, the GM gets, uh, you know, it was funny. The big headline is, uh, Kingsbury fired GM stepping down. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. Kingsbury, not I'm like, stepping down, Arkan. Can I be, or stepping away? Stepping away. Yes, right. Stepping away. I'm going to be stepping away from the team. You're fired. I'm stepping if away. If you have any questions, I'll be here in the corner. Like he's not there going. Either. Don't ask me any questions. He's not going down. He's, he's just going, going away. away. Yeah. He's just going away. For I'm a just minute. stepping away. It's totally, uh, totally different. Um, Lovey Smith fired from the Houston Texans. Uh, real uh, honest, uh, honest job they gave him there. Um, any thoughts, Megan Adelini, on the, how this may affect the Patriots? Will this affect the Patriots? First of all, you're freaking me out by using my full name. I'm like sorry. That. I know it's just. A I bad will habit. say, I, I just wanted to touch on this briefly because Bill O'Brien has been the name that's been tossed around for you know about eight weeks now or whatever. Right. And Cliff Kingsbury. I thought this was interesting because obviously he's a big offensive brain. And Dan Orlovsky from ESPN, who we talk to every week, uh, just tweeted earlier today, wonder if the Pats will go after Kingsbury for their offensive coordinator. And I wonder if that's a name that would intrigue you. Me? Yes, definitely. Like that would you would want me. you would want him in here. I would be very uh, obviously it's better than what you have. Of but course let's it say is. if it's between Bill O'Brien, who you say seems like such an obvious choice for it. Mm-hmm. If it's Bill and Kingsbury, who are you going with? I think I like Kingsbury maybe just a little bit better because really? he's not as much of a Bill guy as O'Brien is, if that makes sense. I know we played here, but 
his offense, I feel like, is just a little bit more advanced and a little newer and a little bit more in the vein of what the modern NFL offense is supposed to look like, which isn't to say that I think O'Brien's some fossil and that he doesn't know you know, how to run a modern offense. He obviously does. He was just at Alabama. Like, he clearly does. You saw them in that bowl game. Um, but I, I don't know. I just at Kingsbury, there's something about um, him that I like as a coordinator. I think he was kind of a crappy head coach there, certainly towards the end. But, um, you know, I think that that would be a very intriguing name and he's young enough that I think him and Mac could be a, a team for some time as opposed to O'Brien who I feel like might jump at the next uh, you know at the next possible opportunity someone like Kingsbury could maybe take over you know. Or- See I, I hear what you're saying with Bill O'Brien you know jumping to another opportunity and you mm-hmm. don't want to be back at square one or whatever with this situation I just feel that the most important aspect of your offense next season is is the development of Mac Jones. Absolutely, it feels like make or break. You got to figure out how high this kid's ceiling is and how far you want to go with him. And Bill O'Brien feels like a perfect, perfect match for Mac. I don't know if I feel that way about Kingsbury. I mean, look, I, I, it's probably not totally fair to hold up his relationship with Kyler Murray and say he doesn't know how to develop young quarterbacks how much of that is just Kyler's personality and his yeah. approach to the game. They did win it's 12 prob- games last year. I it's, mean. Yeah, it's probably a lot on Kyler. I'm not close enough to anywhere with that team or anything to have any idea, really. But just as from completely from the outside, I think you would say a lot of that was on Kyler. I still just feel that overall, they're both probably able to be great play callers. But I want Bill O'Brien in here as somebody who can push back against Mac because Mac has told us he wants that. He wants to be coached hard. So when he's MFing you on the sideline, who's the guy who's going to MF back? Like, is Cliff Kingsbury going to push back against Mac and tell him that, that hey, do this because it's for your own good and because I have this institutional knowledge? Aside from all the Alabama connections and just, say, like, we talked about Mac, I think, last week. Like, he's a dog, you know, at the pound. <laughs> right. And he's skittish. Ooh, you know, he's been through some bad stuff. Yeah. Maybe Bill O'Brien, you know, Saban calls Mac and is like, this is somebody you can trust, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, gonna, they, they know each other. He's not going to chain you up in the yard. Mac worked with him post. a little before uh, he got there. They didn't overlap. He never played right. for him, but he did sort of help him with the offense and, and bring him along with what the Alabama offense is like. So there is a relationship there, certainly more of one than I think there'd be with Cliff Kingsbury. So you're Kingsbury, right about that. Yeah, Kingsbury is still a good choice. He's still an, it's certainly an upgrade from what you're in now. And I just don't think that he's the top choice out there. I feel like if you go with Kingsbury, you're going in a different direction. You're not just running the page. Patriots offense anymore. Kingsbury's going to want to bring in his offense and install what he's been doing in Arizona, which I know wasn't great this year, but there was injuries and there was a lot that happened this year. So I think that he's still a good enough offensive mind that he's going to want a job where he can do that. Is that good can, for Mac though? So, uh, so I'm, I'm thinking a new offense. Yeah, I mean three offensive coordinators in three different systems. It's going to be that years. no matter what, isn't it? Well, if Bill O'Brien comes in, hope. maybe he's bringing more concepts that are familiar to Mac. That's true. Or concepts that you know have been in the Patriots' systems before and that Mac, you know, again, that Mac is familiar with whether because of Alabama or because of Patriots. Yeah, I mean, maybe that would be better for him. And you're right. I mean, this is a lot of change and it is a lot of new stuff. Uh, No question about that. I just, it's a tough one. I mean, we'll see. We'll see who, uh, who has a bigger market. 
You know, we'll see. Maybe none of them want to come here. Because I'll tell you what, <laughs> one thing that uh, Cliff Kingsbury, it's going to make him very attractive to Bill Belichick, is that he's still under contract with Arizona for, I oh, think, God. three more years. So we won't have to pay him anything. His contract ran through 2027. 27 is four I, more I years. Think he, I think he, let me double check four that. Four more but I, years. I'm almost positive that, that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be on the hook for Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury for a couple uh, Oh, my God. Years. Don't say it. Bill's listening right now. He won't be able to stand up when he hears that. Oh, God. Uh, 6177. That's what his favorite, his favorite kind of coach to hire is a coach he doesn't have to pay. Uh, 617-779-7937. And who just got fired as being a head coach, too, uh, just recently. And can confirm, 10 months ago, signed a contract extension through the 2027 season. Oh, uh, this has Bill Bell check written all over. What are you waiting it. Does for, it not? Coach? Come on. Uh, 617-779-7937 is your phone number. Let's get to the calls. A lot of you been waiting patiently here. Uh, Mo is in Springfield. Hi, Mo. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the offense, and um, as far as I as I could see, Mac is developing pretty well from, from what I can tell. Um, in Alabama, he had Jerry Judy, Devon A. Smith, uh, what was the Henry other Ruggs. guy? Jamison Williams, Henry Ruggs. Uh, so Waddle. we just surround him with talent. <laughs> similarly, yeah, you know. So I think the real problem with the offense was we need an elite wide receiver, a safety blanket that can separate consistently and help Mac with his development. The defense, I'm feeling pretty good about, and I just wanted to know what you think we should do. Should we get a, a first round wide receiver? Should we go in the free agency? What do you think? All right, thanks for the call, Mo. Um, I would rather Bill Belichick drafted a punter in the first round than a wide receiver because, I mean, how many times do we have to oh. see this guy whiff on oh, wide receivers? Yeah, no, no, no. Matt, Matt Groh should do the pick. <laughs> Bill Belichick should be nowhere near it. Matt, Matt Groh, I trust for now. All right, okay. thanks, Mo. Uh, so thank you, Mo. Appreciate that, that. That goes back to, you know, kind of what Andy Hart was just saying with us to open the show, that they need somebody who's going to be an explosive elite talent weapon-wise out there. I don't yeah. know. I, that that seems like people seem to think because of what happened with Joe Burrow and possibly a little bit of the development of Josh Allen, that that's like the easy hack, right? That you can you can accelerate the production of your quarterback if you just throw them an incredible wide receiver. But right. those are not always like the easiest to come by. They're not easy to come by. You have to usually work to get them. And if you're just going to wait around and spend money in free agency this year, I got news for you, Bill Belichick and Patriots fans. The best free agent wide receiver is Jacoby Myers. Okay, so there's not really much to pick from there. If you want to do it, you have to do it the way the Dolphins did it and the way that the Cardinals did it and the way that uh, the Raiders did it, which means you have to make a big trade. You have to make a big trade, draft picks, whatever, and you bring in your guy that way. And that's, I mean, I'm sorry, that's just, that's the only way that's what they did with Diggs and the Bills in Minnesota. They didn't, you know, they had to go out there and they had to give up real draft stock to bring in a superstar. And the last time Bill brought in a superstar wide receiver, it was disgruntled Randy Moss in uh, Oakland, and he only had to trade a fourth-round pick to get him. And I guess there was Welker, too, and I think Welker was a second or a third. I forget what it was. But uh, Moss was the big headline there, and you got him because he was a distressed asset and everybody thought his career was over. Since then, Bill hasn't really even come close to uh, approaching what you need to do to bring in that kind of elite talent, especially at wide receiver. He just he won't even go there. He won't even consider it, it doesn't seem like. Are you well, saying you hasn't. didn't like the Mohamed Sanu trade? I'm saying I did not care for that okay. trade. No, I did not. Second what about, pick. you know, Josh Gordon? Uh, Josh Gordon? Yeah. I mean, it's another case where he went out with distressed assets. So yeah. maybe if someone becomes very distressed. Antonio Brown. Well. Uh, uh, right? I mean, was he not a distressed that Like, that's no. He was, no. He was, he was that's very super distressed. I, there's one other example. Uh, Brandon Cooks. He uh, traded a first-round pick for Brandon Cooks. So, okay, there's one example there. But then the next year, he traded him right back out of here. So, you know, that's that's his M.O. I don't know that, I don't know that he believes enough in that. 
in that type of wide receiver to go out and, and trade all these assets that he really values. You know he values those draft Unless picks. Unless they're at a low point. Right. You know, <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll, I'll give you a fifth if for DeAndre Hopkins. If yeah. Hopkins is really upset in Arizona Let's and it'll take say, nothing to get him, then yeah, maybe. But well, other teams will give up more capital than a that. A lot of people on Twitch are demanding, including me, DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, he might not be at a low point, but you know what's definitely not at a low point is contract. Because, I mean, you're, you're, Bill Belichick would have to break the Bill Belichick tendencies of not paying guys not wanting to have these guys take up a certain percentage of the cap space i mean you're looking at almost 20 million dollars next year for deandre hopkins he would help your team in the immediate but bill belichick needs to decide if it's worth breaking from the norm and and bringing in a guy like that you want to jump on another call here let's go ahead and jump on some more calls here um let's see who's next how about jared and narragansett go ahead jared hello hey jared you're on hi um i'm calling to talk about mac jones uh, potential as a quarterback in comparison to Josh Allen. All right, what do you got? When you, look, when you look at Josh Allen's rookie year compared to now his fifth year, he honestly looked kind of like a bust for a while, and now you have them calling him a rare quarterback. So with Mac Jones, I say it's only his second year. He's throwing great in terms of percentage-wise. And um, I don't know, I think you just need a better offensive line, and like you guys are talking about, uh, a coach, an offensive coordinator who will push him and focus more on his strengths and just push the offensive forward. Jared, thanks for the call. I would caution you in making that comparison because really the first two years of Jared Allen were kind of the inverse of the first two Josh years. Allen there. What did I say? Jared. You're not just thinking Jared, of the caller. Not Jared Allen, yeah. Uh, who uh, Jared Allen's on the Hall of Fame ballot this year. Yes, I think. he is. Um, but the first two years of Josh Allen were almost the opposite of the first two years of Mac Jones. Mac Jones in his first year had a pretty good year uh, and then had a bad year his second year. That's the opposite of Josh Allen. His first year, ten picks and twelve inter- uh, ten touchdowns and twelve interceptions. His second year was twenty touchdowns and nine interceptions, and he threw for about a thousand more yards. That's the inverse of Mac Jones's first two years. That's the problem. A guy starts off, you know, kind of rough and then gets better. That's you know, that's a natural progression. A guy starts off in a good spot and gets worse. That's Baker Mayfield territory. That's not what you want. That's about as the worst thing you could you could hope for as a as a first and second year quarterback is to have a big drop off in your second year. I agree with you. I also feel like this is just it's just not a good comp to make because there's such different quarterbacks mm. and the way that they had to be that they have to be developed or that Josh Allen, you know, since he's in it much further along in his development, it was more like, you know, ha- having to restrain him and, you know, teach him some judgment calls on the field. And it's way more complex than that. But just on the surface level there, whereas with Mac, like what I keep thinking back to when I think about who the next offensive coordinator could be be to come in and improve the regression that he's gone through this season. I think about what Mike Giardi said. I think it was on the Ryan Rossillo podcast last week where he talked about what the coaching staff did to Mac this year essentially was take his brain out of the equation. And his brain is maybe the best part of his game. And so just having somebody coming in who not only understands play calling and play design mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all the different aspects of being a functional offensive coordinator, but also who could, who can look at Mac and not try to make him into something that he's not and take away the things that he's good at, but elevate those things that he's good at. Like making, you know, com- complex decisions and just, I- I- I'm not sure I'm phrasing this well, but I guess... Just going back to that and elevating the aspects of his game that really showed in his rookie year versus 
where he's at now, where it seems like they kind of just, you know, had him tie one arm behind his back in a way this year. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And I don't think that Mac really helped himself much this year either. I think towards the end of the year, he started getting more assertive and, you know, maybe his play ticked up a little bit. But look at the team. I mean, look at how this year mirrors last year in a lot of ways. The only thing that was really different is that Mac never had that stretch of games where you thought, wow, this kid's really... This kid's really putting together some some good outings here. It never it never looked that way. I don't think he played two good consecutive games ever this season. And the point of stepping back when Josh left was, all right, we're going to simplify this. We're going to make it easier. We're going to give our receivers less options. Well, in doing that, they took away one of their quarterback's best traits, and that's his intelligence. Yeah. That, I thought that was so on spot by Mike Jardy. They lobotomized them. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I want to grab this call because uh, it's directed at you, something we were just talking Oh, good. About. Hi. Hello there. This is Jack in Boston. Hi, Jack, Jack in Boston. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Uh, I just want to call. I think, Christian, I think you're totally right about the um, um, the coach of uh, Arizona. Was it Kingsbury? I think yes. Kingsbury would be a much better fit for the offensive coordinator moving forward. A, because he's... I think he's in his early 40s, but he's a, he's a young coach, and he's very progressive, and he traditionally, historically, has a, had a very good uh, connection with all of his quarterbacks, going all the way back to Texas Tech. And I do also think that Bill O'Brien, like you said, Christian, is a little bit too much of a Bill man, per se. And I think on top, Kingsbury and Mack. That, that would be a great combo for a few years. He runs a progressive offense. I think a lot of the issues that he had in Arizona – from his issues with Kyler Murray, which had nothing to do on field or his play calling. And, yeah, I think that uh, I think that Kingsbury would be a fantastic choice, especially if Arizona's going to be paying his salary. Yeah, I know. I know that's going to make him attractive to Bill Belichick, Jack. Thanks for the call. Um, appreciate it. I think that uh, Kingsbury, there's a lot of reasons to like the idea of Cliff Kingsbury coming here. The question is, um, would he want to? Would this be an attractive space for him? Our coach is thinking, hmm, if I could go anywhere, would I want to go to New England? I think it still is. Yeah? Because if he comes here and he does a good job with Mac and they get into the playoffs, and if they win a playoff game, I, I, then that leverages him back into a legitimate spot. Yeah. You know, like the caller mentioned, he's a young guy. He's in his 40s. He's got his whole career ahead of him in terms of NFL lifetimes. Yeah. And so it, I wonder about the optics of it, though, if from – the Patriots' perspective. I, Bill, like we have said, he would love a bargain of someone else paying the coach's salary. But is this becoming like coach rehab if he comes here? Where it's like, hey, you, you'd like, you know. Island of misfit your, coaches. Yeah, your life fell apart somewhere else. Come here and put it back together. Yeah. Yeah, like Betty Ford. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of what this is. It's like the optics aren't awesome. No. Hey, you flamed out as a head coach elsewhere. Come back here and. You know, we'll set you straight. You know, that might not... It's funny you say that because with Kingsbury, he wasn't run out of town on a rail like Patricia and Joe Judge no. were. Like, those guys, they were... Get the hell I'm out of here. I'm not saying like they it's couldn't. the same situation. Right. But what I sort of mean is that Kingsbury still probably feels like, I have enough cachet. I won 11 games two years ago. This year didn't go great, and I got fired, but, you know, that's that's the NFL. So he's I going still, to an extremely reputable franchise with good sure, ownership and To a be under the thumb of Bill Belichick after he ran the show and won 11 games. You know what I mean? Like, that. Mm-hmm. Patricia and Judge never had that kind of success to fall back on so they needed a new job you know like I wonder if that's going to be the same with Kingsbury I feel like uh, I feel like there will be a market for him 
you want Kingsbury, you're gonna have to outbid other people. You know, I don't and O'Brien too. Maybe O'Brien too, but it seems like he wants to come here. Uh maybe more than someone like Kingsbury would. Uh six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number. Quick break. When we come back, we promised you some emotional locker room uh, sentiments about uh potential players who may be leaving, uh, players who have been here a long time, captains if you will. Uh we'll talk about that with your phone calls next. This is the final games of Matthew, Slater, and Devin McCoy. Just a thought of what they've meant to you and what they've meant to this team. Yeah. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Thanks, guys. Sports Radio WEEI, Christian Arkin, Megan Adelini. It's Arkin and Mego. That was uh, David Andrews. Talking to uh, the media out there. Was he at the podium for that, or was that at his locker? No, that was at that the, was podium. the podium. That's right. David's always the first one to go up there and address the media. Yes. He wants to get it over with. Uh, yes, and he was asked about Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater. He got emotional. <laughs> Promised himself he wouldn't cry, but uh, see some tears there. Definitely some emotions. That must have been tough for Cole Strange. First time you see your father cry. Oh, pa. <laughs> Not supposed to do this unless we put the dog down. Oh, you're sad. Am I supposed to be sad too? Oh, you teach me how to be vulnerable like a man. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, if Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater are done, their football careers, first of all, tremendous careers, both of them. But I'll say this. I think Bill's going to miss them more than the team is. Does that make sense? Like, obviously, they're two very, very good players. I know Slater's a kind of an aging gunner, which is a weird thing to say. Usually those guys don't play this long. Um, McCourty's still a very capable safety. He had a couple of picks uh, recently, and I think that, uh, you know, it would be it wouldn't make them better to lose these guys. But for Bill Belichick, I feel like these are the last two Bill guys in that whole locker room. Like, these are the last two real patriot way bill belichick i had yes sir this is this is how we do things around here kind of guys and if they're both leaving i don't know who that leaves the two names that immediately spring to mind are jacoby myers and damian harris and those two are free agents okay so you could potentially be having the final four bill guys walk out the door here through free agency and retirement and then who are you left with I look at that and I think, man, Bill's always really made a big deal about his way and his guys and doing these sort of things, drafting certain types of players and and really kind of keeping that uh, that culture is an important part of this entire experience here with the Patriots over the last 20-plus years. And now I kind of feel like the Patriot wet, you know, like all that sort of stuff. It's just that you look at this roster right now and where are those guys? I think this is it. I, so I'll say this. I mean, I don't want to talk about these guys like they weren't still playing at a super high football level. Like the only thing that they had were locker room speeches or anything because that, that's just not it, you know. They, mm-hmm. They're they hanging it up with a, leaving it all on the field in a great way. Uh, I, I think the bigger thing than some kind of leadership void or allegiance to Bill is a holdover from the old era. And he, as much as you can say to someone, well, Bill knows what he's doing. He has the institutional knowledge, this and that and this and that. When you've been there and you've been through the success with him, it just brings a different cachet to everything. And it brings a different, I think, authenticity mm. to the way that you approach the field and the way that you take the coaching and everything. And you just can't replicate that 
unless you've been there with him. And so I think that's what they're losing. I don't think that they're going to be in as big a leadership void as some people kind of want to paint with a broad brush. Because I look at some, there are some Patriots, you know, if you want to say Patriot way through and through guys who are still on this roster, I think about like Adrian Phillips or Bentley or Lawrence Guy. Like these are these are guys who see a lot of time on the field. It's not like they're, you know, to not to take anything away from Slater, but he's been a special teamer, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not as though he's somebody out there who has a leadership level necessarily on the field. And so I don't I don't think that there's as much a leadership void as just it's sad. It's sad to see the guys from the glory days walk away. But I don't think it's going to, like, kill the locker room. I'll you tell know? you what. I've never, like, I like Matthew Slater. I think he seems like a good guy, and he's obviously a good player at what he does. I feel like people talk about him like he's not a gunner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he is. That's that's his job. That's, that's what, what I does. mean. I, you have guys who are in, right. particularly, there's certain areas that, that I think leadership, that it's just rock-solid groups in terms of positional groups. The safety group is going to be super strong. Like, they're yeah. not going to struggle without Devin, I think. Uh, like I you mentioned, the okay. running back group. I think they're going to be super strong. There's, there's the question. I think is really just the relationship between whoever is the offensive coordinator. I say again, mm-hmm. and Mac Jones it, yeah. going forward in terms of messages getting lost in the locker room and that translating to the field. Yeah, on the defensive side of the ball, I think you're right. It's more. There's probably more buy-in there because they were successful this year. A lot of guys had career years this year. You know, and Matthew Matthew Judon's a recent Patriot, but I feel like he's sort of taking on a leadership role too because I think the rest of that pass rush all got better kind of around him because oh, of what wait, he brings between to them. Uche, yeah. you know, Dietrich even Wise, Dietrich Wise, like yeah. they have they have heaped a lot of responsibility on the guys who are not Matthew Judon. I think Matthew Judon gets so many headlines, and he's you know, a great teammate and leader in his own right. But we don't talk about some of these other guys whose names get called out a hell of a lot on the field. And they've, they have not shied away from some of these second, third year, fourth year guys like Christian Barmore getting back in there. I think that that's going to be a really strong group going forward still. I'm I'm not, I guess I just push back against, you know, you want to honor if they did, if these guys decide to walk away, they were incredible leaders. But to me, it's more just like, it's sad that there's that bygone era, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's also sad that Matthew Slater's last game, you saw him chasing two oh, uh, kick returns. You know, I mean that's that's a tough that's a tough lasting image for a guy who was very very good at that particular uh, job. But uh, Devin had a great game though. Devin, hey, that's <laughs> Devin, a great. If that's his last game, Devin was feeling dude, great. He finally <laughs> caught that pick. He had a recovery fumble, uh, fumble right. recovery there, like nothing to sneeze at. Hey, he was Slater was in on the turnover, uh, the one that touched the the the. the oh guy's yeah, the foot. punt, right? Yeah, yeah Slater sure. was down there as well. That was a smart play there by Buffalo too, wasn't it? Balls bouncing around, guys standing right next to it. That's a yeah, that's, that's a smart move Tab to do there. My foot six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There is your phone number. We've talked about um, you know the the newness of this roster and how so many important players are either rookies, second-year players, got just uh, brought in as free agents two years ago. Not a lot of people here with a lot of long-standing with the Patriots. And I think that guys like Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater, to you know, take it back to guys like Teddy Bruschi and Willie McGinnis and Rodney Harrison and you know all the other uh, lifetime Patriots over the years, kind of bridge that. And now I sort of feel like that bridge, that bridge may be over. 
You know, that bridge may may have, uh, you know how bridges like fall, <laughs> they just collapse into the sea? Like, I feel like, you know, McCordy and Slater go over the bridge and then that's it. Then the bridge collapses and I'm not sure that there's uh, another connection to it. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what that what that means. Thank you. <laughs> Best uh, analogy I could come up with. 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Uh, we'll get to all your phone calls right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.